0: Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hey, welcome back to another episode of Aging in Style with Lori Williams. Today's topic is about beauty salons in senior living communities, and it's a question I get a lot. You know, people don't they want to make sure that mom is able to go get her hair done and don't know if they're gonna have to provide transportation to take her somewhere. And so all communities, senior communities, you know, the Independent Living, Assisted and Memory Cares, they offer salons on site with really special People who are there to do their hair and nails and just make them all look beautiful. So I wanted to introduce you to someone today who that is what she does. And she does a fabulous job of it. So um, our guest today is Margot Brooks, and she has run the hair salon at Rosewood Assisted Living and Memory Care, which is in Flower Mound, Texas. She has run that for almost nine years. Margot has been doing hair for 35 years, and she went to beauty school at the age of 16 and attended a vocational school to take cosmetology in her junior and senior years of high school. So she knew what she wanted to do in life. Um, By her senior year, she was licensed and had a job doing hair even before she graduated from high school. And she married her high school sweetheart at 18 and spent first 15 years of her marriage in the Marine Corps, college, waiting tables, doing hair, teaching cosmetology, Um, very busy lady. She has three kids, including twins. And I just, think she's going to have a lot of really um, fun and exciting information to share with us. So welcome, Margo. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lori. I'm so glad you uh, you joined me here today because I just I love your passion for seniors and for what you do. And I know that's going to come across in the podcast.
1: Yes, I love love seniors.
0: Yes, you do. So um, okay, so what drew you into working with seniors?
1: Well, I've always loved seniors. My grandmother was my hero, and I loved being around her when I was a child and into my teen years and loved hanging out with her and her friends and seeing the friendships that they had. And in a crowded room, in a party, I I was always drawn to older people. I love their stories. They're great listeners. They're genuinely interested in you. Mm -hmm. and so what drew me to doing hair, I believe, is, well, in beauty school, we focused on doing roller sets and perms, so I was good at it, and then for the first 10-15 years doing hair, I worked in big salons, doing the latest and greatest, And but I I always had my mom, my grandmother's hair to do, and I uh, had my children, and I was working with my daughter's Girl Scout troop and worked at Rambling Oaks, doing crafts, whatever we could bring Girl Scouts in to do. And when all three of my kids were in elementary school, I decided I'm going to go back to work. But I didn't really think I wanted to do hair because I didn't want to work the long night hours and weekends when the clientele that I was used to doing would need me. And so I saw Rosewood being built. The trailer was out front. I went inside and asked them if they had any positions to fill where maybe I could help with activities, and they began interviewing me, and they thought, well, you could, you could be a care partner. and We could move you into that. We already have a, an activity director, so maybe we could move you into that. I didn't want to do the care partner position, so I just told them, you know, you can call me when you need that activity assistant, because that's really what I want to do. Well, they continued on with the interview and they found out that I was a licensed hairdresser. And the next thing I know, we were walking in the building before (laughs) it was painted. It was still concrete floors and drywall. And they said, here's the salon. We want this to be your thing. And next thing I know, I was signing a contract that was in August of 2012. And by October, we had the big grand opening. It has been the greatest nine years of my life in my career. Because being with these people, I absolutely adore them. And I bring so much to their day. I give them something to look forward to. They feel better if they look better. I've been told by residents, when I come in here, it's better than medicine. <laughs> and and I, try, I try to make the salon a steel magnolias. You, know? you can come in there, you can laugh, you can cry, you can tell jokes. They tell me stories. They tell me things they probably don't tell other people because it's kind of like that you're sitting in a chair with someone behind you and you're not face-to-face. They can see you in the mirror. It's a reflection. So they they pour their heart out to me and I just listen. And it's a great place to be, you know, Mm -hmm. to be behind that chair and, and being there for those people because, you know, sometimes they need prayer Sometimes they need just to have their hand held and just getting that one-on-one time. And sometimes it's the only one-on-one time they get. Mm-hmm. It's very important. I am so very busy in there. When Rosewood's full, I am busy Monday through Friday. I do on average of 30 to 40 ladies regularly, weekly, they come in. Some of them come twice a week and I do the men every three or four weeks. So it's hopping. It's fun. And I have music in there. You might walk by and everybody's belting out Amazing Grace or How Great Thou Art. Or I try to keep it fun. And I want them to enjoy every single minute that they're with mm-hmm. me. I promise to always keep have candy in the candy dish and just the little things. And they really love it. They, and their families love it. Their families stop by and often sit and They have places to be, but they enjoy being there and they end up staying,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, for a bit. And I think what you said, it's like a steel magnolias. I think that you hit it the nail on the head there, because when I have visited, I have been in your salon and seen you working on ladies' hairs. And it does. It just has such a just a great vibe in there. It's fun fun and your passion and your love for your seniors and I've told you this before it just it shines through you can see it and it's just a, a beautiful beautiful thing. So I love I love what you're doing. so kind of talking about the salon what is what's like a typical day and I'm sure they're always a little bit different but uh, what's a typical day like for you?
1: A typical day well, they always beat me there always. <laughs> They are waiting. They have breakfast and they get there. If I, my first appointments at nine, my nine, 10, and sometimes 1030 are sitting on the bench outside the salon waiting. It's a big day. (laughs) They can't wait. And I get there and open the door and get the music playing. And I'm always the more the merrier, right? And Mm -hmm. people are walking by, they come in. And so I get to doing hair and Sometimes I have to step out if I've got to go help somebody. It's not unusual for me to have to go get someone out of their room. And sometimes I have to help them put their socks and shoes on and I'll do anything for them. You know, it's family. I treat them all like they are my family and I would do anything for them. It doesn't matter what they need, you know? And so I I catch a lot of different things when I go to their rooms Sometimes I have to stay in there a bit to help them to get them ready for the transition to come into the beauty shop. But um, there's curveballs all day long, you know, Mm -hmm. where someone might need to go to the restroom and, but everybody hangs out. Everybody's just patient. Yeah. We do a lot of singing. I do makeup and I, most of them a lot, of course, this was before COVID. I'm, I'm not doing makeup now, but I always put that final touch on them. Especially if they're going somewhere, mm-hmm. because you know, as we age, our eyebrows fade and lessen. And just putting a little bit of eyebrows and some lipstick and some foundation to smooth out their complexion—it's a game changer. It yeah. takes mm-hmm. not takes, and they look in the mirror and they light up. And that right there—I mean—that tells me. Yeah, I'm doing good here.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: now they're happy and that that's my goal, right? They feel beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. That's so wonderful. And feeling one. beautiful is a game changer.
0: It is, and no matter what your age, and I think that's really it's so important for people to realize that even if you are 98 years old, you want to feel beautiful. And I know with seniors like you said, their eyebrows fade and and that sort of thing, but I mean also with their with vision, it's hard. Their vision fails, and it's hard to put makeup on. And and, and sometimes I don't know. Do you do any like waxing or plucking? Because I know a lot of times senior ladies. I do. Okay, because we, you know, it's just part of it, guys. So we start getting chin hairs and stuff, and it's part and of it. And it's real. It is, and I I tell my daughter that you know when I'm that age, she needs to make sure my chin hairs are plucked. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a real it's a real thing
1: it is I do their eyebrows I do their chin I, I can wax their lip I like to do some tests on their skin to make sure you know and check with their family to make sure that they aren't gonna have any allergic reaction or anything but plucking anything I can in do, do to improve their looks mm-hmm. to make them feel better that is my mission in my day. I do the men too, from the ear hair to the (laughs) nose hair to the eyebrows, you know, going all the way across. And Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to shave, of course, you know, with state board, but I do, I do everything I can from the neck up to help them. And I've been known to help them with wardrobes too. You know, I've grandmothers that are going to their daughter's weddings. I'll come in on a Saturday and I will get their hair, their makeup, I'll dress them, make sure they're shoot. And then the family just has to come pick them up. You no, know, if well, I know well. about events, I go out of my way because I, everyone there, I, I take pride in how they look. Mm-hmm. They represent me. And if they're not
0: looking good, then I'm not doing my job. That's right. I love that. Now you have assisted living and memory care. I'm sure there are some differences, but when you're doing hair for someone with memory care, is it a little more difficult? How does that work? Is there any differences? Oh, definitely. It Mm -hmm. can be. Um, With
1: memory care, sometimes you have behaviors, but I just don't bring them in and hurry them in to the chair and try to oh lay back. That doesn't work. I sit with them. I pull my chair up beside them and I get face to face and I hold their hand and I explain to them what I'm going to do. And most of the time, if they know and you give it to them slow so they can comprehend what's about to happen, they are much better. You can't just wing them into it. Mm-hmm. They trust me. So when you get that level of trust, you don't. I don't have any issues with them. Mm-hmm. They love it just as much as anybody else, you know, but sometimes you just have to take it a, a little bit slower of approach.
0: Mm hmm. That's wonderful. When we were talking earlier, you had mentioned something which I thought was so interesting, and I love that you do this. But when your grandmother passed away, you went and took care of her makeup to make sure she looked like her and looked beautiful. And that's a service that you have provided through the years for other seniors and continue to do. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, yes,
1: I do. Yes, um, when my grandmother passed away, and I was just fresh out of beauty school. We were at the funeral home and the topic of her hair came up and they said, you have a picture, you know, we'll give it to the girl who does hair. And I'm like, "Um, no, I'll do that. I'll be doing it. And my family's like thinking I'm a little girl. I can't go in there and do that, you know, and my aunt, one of my biggest fans, she's like, if she, she wants to do it, she can do it and I'll go with her. And she did, and it was hard, but I did it. And she looked like my grandma. And if someone else would have done it, she wouldn't have looked the way that I mean. I know what she looked like. I mm-hmm. know the way she wore lipstick and the way she wore hair. So from that point on, anyone that I knew that had a death and they needed the services, I always let them know. You know, you don't have to use me. I just want to put it out there. Let me know if you need me. And and I got called many times for it. And then course, the last 10 years that I've been doing hair at Rosewood, I'm called frequently. Um, I always let families know that I'm available, depending on their situation. And I do it a lot. It's it's an honor. It's one of the best gifts that I can give to families. Um, They're so thankful for it, because I was the last one that did their hair when they were alive. So I can give them that final look and and they look like they're supposed to look mm-hmm. and you know it takes ages off of them too they just look absolutely beautiful I've been very proud of the work that I've done at the funeral homes for and for families
0: but such a beautiful thing that you do and like you said it is it's a gift for the family because they want to their last time that they see the physical body of their loved one they want them to look like how they remembered they don't want them not, you know, with too much makeup or just their hair styled incorrectly. So you you know what their hair looked like, and because you were doing it, <laughs> or the wrong color lipstick, mm-hmm. and you know that
1: that's a big thing. Yeah. You know, they've been wearing the same lipstick for fifty years, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and someone might not know. That's a big deal for their families. Yeah, the families like she
0: didn't wear that color lipstick. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's it's,
0: wonderful. That, that you do that. So we also talked a little bit, I know we're also sick of hearing about COVID, but COVID has affected what you do. So tell us how it affected your work and being able to go in and, and do hair.
1: Yeah, so I haven't been able to do much hair this year, we're coming up on a year when this all started. And I was out from March 12th to October 12th. was in for a couple of weeks in October, then out then back in in November, then in for just a little bit in December, and then out. And uh, with the flu season kicked up in the wintertime, it was safer to just keep the residents quarantined. There was no communal dining, no group activities, and the salon was closed. So since before Christmas, I've been closed, and I was supposed to have my big grand opening to go back in on March 1st, and we had the terrible winter weather that flew through here and the pipes above the salon burst and it's a real big mess and the salon is now in a state of repair however silver lining got to find a silver lining everything's out of there they're repairing it it's going to be like brand new i'm going to get new curtains and new paint and it's going to just be gorgeous Mm -hmm. when we when we get back in there i'm thinking we're looking at two or three weeks you know maybe four because you never know with contractors but i'm hoping let's see by the end of march i'm hoping to be back in there but it has it's definitely affected my business but i've kept in touch with them i text with the residents that can text i am in constant contact with the families my daughter and I have taken things up there, whether it be snacks or crossword books or goodie bags. I stayed very involved in trying to provide some happiness and quality of life for them while they're quarantined. So even though I haven't been in there, I've been trying to give them a piece of me. hmm so I'm, um, I'm ready to get back. I'm, I, I feel like with everybody getting vaccinated, it's going to be safe and things are going to open up again. And the one thing I will tell you about seniors is they are tough cookies. Mm-hmm. Going through hard times is not their first rodeo. You know, um, our children and our generation has not had it. Each generation has it a little bit easier, you know, what they lived through and the the depression and they're like, we got this, you just got to pray, you got to keep positive, we're going to be on the other side of this. And as long as they can maintain that kind of an act, I think that they, they do well. You know, it's been depressing for some of them, but we know about those people. And we try to go the extra mile to make mm-hmm. them feel better in some way. They've done quite well.
0: So I crossed paths recently with a gentleman who shares my passion for seniors. His name is Jimmy Zolo and he shared with me that after both of his grandparents had moved into a senior care community, his family's world was just turned upside down as they became caregivers overnight. As you know, being a caregiver to someone close to you is often overwhelming and there's just so much for you to manage even with the support of living in a senior care community. Like making sure your loved one has all the products they need and keeping them stocked when stuff runs out. Well, Jimmy had that problem too. And he was scrolling through all of these product reviews across the internet. And like most of us in the sandwich generation, we don't have enough hours in the day. So it can end up being way too time consuming and frustrating. He wished there was a simpler way to shop for his grandparents. And then of course, the pandemic hit, which prevented visitation to the communities, making this process even more difficult. So Jimmy decided to launch his own business to solve this problem. He found it Joe and Bella to make shopping for older adults simple. They Carry everything from comfy clothes to creative gifts. They even have toiletries that can be automatically reordered and tech that makes caregiving easier. And what I love, and I know y'all will love this too, is that each and every product on Joe and Bella has been carefully selected by caregiving experts. Jimmy is giving us an exclusive offer for the listeners of this podcast. You can use promo code STYLE receive 10% off your first purchase at joeandbella.com. That's code STYLE, style, for 10% off at joeandbella.com. That's wonderful. That kind of that definitely leads me into the next question and this one's sort of a loaded question because I know that you have so many seniors who inspire you, but I always like to ask if there's a senior who's inspired you or many seniors and kind uh, of tell us about that.
1: Oh gosh, I I have so many, so many that inspire me. I mean, there's couples that are up there that have come and gone and they inspire me by showing their love for each other, their, their strong marriages. One couple that I just absolutely adore, he will be 101 years old. She passed away right after COVID. He has, broken bones and come back from so much. He's a very strong individual. He exercises every day. He reads, he reads Reader's Digest. He does crosswords. He stays sharp. But watching him take care of his wife, that inspires me. And I mean, because we're all going to age. And when I watched them, I always thought, gosh, I hope my marriage is like this in the end because he took care of her. He loved her. He sang to her and she was non-communicative, you know, and she, she knew him, you know, and she would hold his hand. And I just watching them and watching the love that people had for each other. And even in people that have lost spouses, they inspire me how they go, they go on with life. They talk about the wonderful years they had. And, you know, I can think of one person in particular. She's like, you know, she'll show me pictures of him all the time. And he's been gone for 10 years. And she's like, he was the love of my life. And, And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you're breaking my heart. And she looks at the positive side of it. Like, but I had all those years. So, you know, God gave me him. And I just have to, you know look, now I have my friends. I still have my family. They continue, even after a huge, enormous loss, they continue to find a way to live, you know, in their later years when times can be boring or depressing. And it's all about their attitude. Those people, they inspire me so much. I had a lady that, she used to come in and she always sang the same song. She was, she had dementia. She was in the memory care part of the building. Fran is the one who always told me you, my dear are better than medicine. When I come in here, you make me feel better. Cause when I look better, I feel better. And I never forgot that. And she always sang this song called the billboard song from doc and Merle Watson. Look it up. It's the okay. funnest song. I would sing it for you, but I'm not a very good singer. So I would not do it justice. I will definitely look it but up. People like her. She, she, she inspires me. Uh, gosh, I, I can think of another lady that inspires me. Okay. So she had white hair and she says to me, I want, I want to go be a blonde today and I said really do you think your daughter will be okay with that and she said my daughter's not the boss of me (laughs) and I'm like you're right she's not but I don't want to make her mad she goes I don't care make her mad I don't care so I'm like I don't know what to do right should I do this should I not do it so I went over and consulted with the nurse and had her come in and and she's like, if she wants blonde, do blonde. I'm like, okay. So we did it. Turned out great. She walked out of there like, I mean, blondes have more fun attitude. <laughs> she sat on the couch and then the nurse went up to her and she said, are you looking for a husband? And she's like, well, maybe. And then there's this guy sitting next to her and it's John and he, she says, John, are you looking for a wife? Because I'm looking for a husband. What kind of dates would you take me on? And he goes, cheap. cheap, <laughs> and She goes, and she started laughing. And I mean, this is the kind of things that unfold on days. Mm-hmm. And it just brings light to the day. And yeah, and the whole place is laughing. Uh-huh. And, uh, and she, she did the blonde thing for a couple months. And then, she she went back to the white, but she sure did have a good two or three months playing that up with everybody, and mm-hmm. she was the talk of Rosewood. Oh, I bet she was. That's awesome. <laughs> what did her daughter think? She was like, "Oh dear, what'd she do now?" <laughs> <laughs> so it it all turned out okay, but I always worry. I don't want to make family members upset. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, she she inspired me. Let's see. Yeah. There's so many inspiring stories. I mean, in nine years, the the people that I have come in contact with and the families and, oh gosh, the the men that are military heroes, Mm -hmm. we have, we have a couple that have been through three wars, you know, they have purple hearts and they always inspire me because they've been through so much and yet they just are such polite, humble people. Mm -hmm. And, um, they, they truly inspire me.
0: Yeah, You know, seniors have the best stories. I, they really do. And I mean, I feel, you know, like you do that. We're so blessed working in this uh, because we get to hear these amazing stories. And I, that's part of what I want to do with this podcast is just share that with other people who don't realize what absolute gems getting to know your senior friends can be. You know, it, they're just amazing. They are. They are. And and they need friends more than anybody because
1: people, you know, wives are busy and I always encourage Girl Scouts and Boy Scout groups and National Honor Society, go in, find a place to get plugged in. Whether you do a puzzle with somebody or sit and help them with a crossword or call bingo or just sit on the couch with them. Mm-hmm. I have a, a story of one of my boys and I were – Having a debate, and he felt he was right, and I felt he was wrong. <laughs> and we went in. I said, "We're going to go to Rosewood." So we went in, and there was about eight ladies sitting on the couch, and they just loved Stephen. And I said, "Stephen, tell them, tell them, our, tell them the story about our debate." And they, of course, sided with me. Of and <laughs> they're like, you, you need to tell your mama you're sorry. And he did. And it was the greatest thing. And he was like, they were right, mom. When you take them to the next generation and it's someone besides parents, it, it means more to them. And they kind mm-hmm. of think, oh, yeah, she was right. But yeah, stuff like that. I mean, I, I've gone up there and shared dinners and lunches and breakfast, taking them donuts in the morning. It's not just about doing hair. Mm-hmm. They truly are. If I'm having a bad day,
0: that's where I go cuz when i leave i feel better
1: mhm mhm
0: and it's so so true i mean i that's what i loved when i worked in a senior community it was every day it didn't feel like going to a job and i'm sure you would agree with this it was like i'm going to see My friends, you know, and you walk in and, and of course, pre-COVID times, you hug on everyone and just hear their stories. And it was just such a joy to be able to work in a senior community. And I think that's important for people to know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing about what you do. I just, I love it. And I'm sure everyone listening can uh, hear the passion that you have for what you do and for the seniors. And they are so, um, so blessed to have you there at Rosewood.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And there was one thing that I wanted to read in some part of the interview and I'll I'll go ahead and we can end with me reading it. Okay, great. Because it says so much about why doing hair in a salon is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, This is uh, from John Steinbeck. The hairdresser is, that's what it's called, the hairdresser is. It is my considered opinion that the hairdresser is the most influential person in any community. When the public goes to a hairdresser, something happens to them. They feel safe they relax. The hairdresser knows what their skin is like under the makeup. They know their age. They don't have to keep up any kind of pretense. People tell a hairdresser things they wouldn't dare confess to a priest, and they are open about matters they try to conceal from their doctor. When people place their secret lives in the hairdresser's hands, the hairdresser gains an authority few other people attain. I have heard hairdressers quoted with Complete conviction on art, literature, politics, economics, childcare, and morals. I tell you, a clever, thoughtful, ambitious hairdresser welds a power beyond the comprehension of most people. So when I opened that salon, my one of my dear friends had that printed and framed, and it's mm-hmm. it's in my salon. I, I think it's very true. And it is. You know, I want the salon to be a place to come enjoy yourself, have fun. Look pretty, something to look forward to, and if you come to my beauty shop, I I can promise you you're you're gonna leave feeling good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's a safe place for them to share with you things that maybe they can't share with anyone yes. else. Also, so
1: yeah, and I also before we end here, want to give you a huge plug because during that snowstorm, Lori Senior Services helped legends get cots and beds and blankets and pillows brought in when some of us had no cell service or transportation to help you made that happen because some of the sister locations had no water no electricity and they had to transfer residents to other locations and we needed these things and within hours you made that happen.
0: Oh, well, it was so, my pleasure to be able to do that. I can't just... thank you enough. And sure. this
1: is what Lori does. Lori Senior Services. I mean, you are such an asset to our community. Oh, and I, I really thank you for everything you do.
0: Well, I, I appreciate that. It's just for me, it's like, this is my community. And I love our seniors. And just the thought of a senior not having a blanket or a place to sleep. It just... Uh, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. So I'm glad I have such a great network and to be able to put it out on social media. And thankfully, we had power so I could I could do it and had Internet part of the time. So um, so it's always my honor to be able to help out. Yeah. So Yeah, that's a great, great story. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And thank you for being on the show And as as always, guys, if you are looking for resources for seniors or want to go back and listen to all episodes of the podcast, you can find it on my website, which is lauriewilliams-seniorservices.com. And as always, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.